1: Welcome back everybody to Private Education. Uh, neither myself nor Andrea are in our regular locations at the moment. We've i have gone am, rogue. <laughs> we have gone rogue. I am on a very short little family trip to Cork and Andrea is on a very long romance trip to Los Angeles still. <laughs> yes she's still there people.
0: <laughs> um, romance trip, that's hilarious.
1: So we're gonna because we're both sort of send me on holidays we're going to do a relatively quick uh episode No, we They're say that. if you will yeah we we do we always say that and then they never end up being quick but this is actually going to be quick so um we have two things one uh is a listener query that I got in via Instagram which kind of I read briefly and I was like oh my god we have to do this and I marked it as unread again so I'd come back to it because it's really really interesting um and kind of Sort of in the in the same ilk as the last couple we've done. It's like a live situation, as in these people are engaged to be married. So our advice could potentially give them guy. Like I'm not going to say we're going to cause a marriage or not. You know, cause no marriage, but it could help. Oh, it's very early in the morning for, <laughs> <laughs> for that level of responsibility.
0: eight a.m. It is. It is eight a.m.
1: Yeah, it's it's four for me, so I'm like yeah. I'm you're ready, ready to break up a marriage. <laughs> yeah, you and go. No, I don't want that to happen. Okay. But the first thing we're going to talk about is a tweet that I saw the other day, which I liked and I retweeted and I liked a couple of follow-up tweets that belong to it. And, um, and it simply said it's from a, a woman named, I think it's a woman anyway, her name is Raquel Gates. I haven't checked her pronouns actually, but um, uh, I, she, her tweet said, men, If your girlfriend is finishing a marathon, accepting an award, walking the runway to close out the collection that she designed, or taking a moment to celebrate any big individual accomplishment that she worked hard for, this is not the time to propose to her. And she sent a follow-up tweet saying, also, women, if your man does this, break up with him. (laughs) So pulling no punches is Raquel.
0: Absolutely not.
1: What do, you think? what do you think what What like what's your initial reaction
0: <laughs> I kind of understand I I under like I kind of understand where she's coming from because let let people have their moment and it also reminds me and it's different to but kind of reminds me of do you know when bridesmaids get Engaged at their friend's weddings. Yes,
1: <laughs> you ever see that? Vibes. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. uh, and it's like whoa, 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 whoa. No, this is somebody else's day. And a lot of the time, the bride's in on it, but still, they probably don't feel like what if someone says to you, "I've oh got this really good plan. I'm going to propose at your wedding." Yeah, you, you probably feel like the ultimate bridezilla to be. Like, no, no you
1: won't. Don't. <laughs> that's not but, it's, but it's so true. Like any, but never mind a bridesmaid getting engaged. I think anyone getting engaged or announcing a pregnancy or yeah any of those things at any occasion so say like I don't know say I was having a birthday and someone was like I'm pregnant like obviously straight away the the event is the the excitement focus of the event is no longer on the person the event is about 100 which I just think I mean look don't get me wrong if some if one of my friends had announced that they're engaged or pregnant at my wedding I would have been absolutely delighted for them there is no mm. getting around that but I do think, I actually think it's unfair to them in a way. Yeah. Because you like their, their special day is now forever merged with yours, you know? So like, is that- I don't know. And like, interestingly, a follow-up tweet. So somebody else came in, Yeah, responded to Raquel and said, wait, as a woman, I don't understand why, why is that bad?" And I mean, first of all, it takes the attention, like if you have worked, I mean, you have a PhD, Andrea Jane Doyle, you have worked hard yeah. and, and achieved something mega. And if on the day of your graduation, a man had walked up and, a, and proposed to you, well, first of all, you would have been like, get away, stranger. But Yeah. yeah. she <laughs> <laughs> would have been hilarious. <laughs> if you had been in a relationship at the time yeah and they had proposed to you I would have taken it I would have taken it into my own hands and gone over and punched their lights out because yeah you have worked for four years to achieve this thing this day is about you this day is not about what a man is doing for you or
0: you know like it trying to make it special make it special, special enough it's already my achievement special. is special I don't need you exactly. to boost that with your proposal Paul.
1: No, yeah and it's almost yeah it's almost a thing of like oh you're you know the collection you designed the art gallery that you're painting is in whatever whatever the yeah. big thing is it's like well that's not important unless me as your partner gets involved and does something to take the attention and bring it onto what I am doing. So like, yeah. not even, you know, there's probably men out there thinking, oh, but that'd be a really nice thing. You know, they're having this really special day. They've achieved this big thing. And now I'm coming in and making it extra special. No, all you're doing is taking the limelight and shifting it onto a societal, like norm of marriage, which I mean, it just, what it says to me is like, marriage is an equally brilliant achievement as a PhD or a marathon or a collection that you've designed. And I don't think it is.
0: I I am forced to agree to be honest with you because it those the thing about those things are they're solo achievements Mm. a lot of the time. And I mean obviously there'll be a team behind you or you're working with pals, or you know, you get there, but it's for you where marriage is meant to be about two people and for somebody to rock into your thing that you put all your work into and go let's make this about us now it's like no absolutely not this is me this is my day leave me be do it tomorrow Jimmy do it next week like
1: and on top of that as well marriage for me anyway I don't know how you feel but it doesn't come into a category of an achievement for me marriage marriage is not like I didn't you know, work hard my whole life and then was rewarded with a marriage. Like a marriage is something that happened because I happened to be in a relationship and we happened to want to make it legal and we happened to want to spend the rest of our lives together, but it's not, you know, and obviously marriage is work. You know, you do have to put effort into your relationship, but I don't feel like it's some kind of award that I was given for enduring a relationship for a certain amount of time. Do you know what I mean? I don't see, I don't see yeah. marriage in this, even in the same Category as, you know, getting your degree or getting a new job or, you know, get whatever the achievement might be, um, Mm. big big or small.
0: And I think that is a societal kind of impression that people have because Mm -hmm. it's like an achievement. It is. It's kind of like a like, tick that box. You know, Mm -hmm. that kind of way. Found somebody. Tick a box. No longer single. You know, got engaged to a box. You know, got married. It's as if then kids becomes this achievement too, and it's not. You're right. It's not. It's completely I different.
1: Guess. I wouldn't see having children as. I mean, don't get me wrong. For a lot of people, having children is a lot of work, and it, ha- it doesn't ha- happen automatically for everyone. Mm-hmm. But I still don't think of it as. It, I just don't think of it in the same category as an achievement, like a professional achievement, or you know. Yeah. And I don't mean that one is more important or less important it's, it's not that but I just think that like you know when it comes to getting proposed to on a on a day that's already big for you like it, it just jars with me completely and I and there was another interesting subtweet or not subtweet, like a you know tweet underneath that thread that said but also the guy is just piggybacking on an event that he had no part of and then it says like, dude, pick a day, make some plans, <laughs> <laughs> which is fair. It is. What they're doing there is they're going, ah, it'd be great if I proposed to her at the end of the marathon because I won't have to do anything then. And it'll be, you know, there'll be a buzz and there'll be a this and that. And Everyone's whatever. already there. Everyone's it's already ideal. There. Exactly. Yeah. Um, which I think is nonsense. The same yeah. applies if you're at a wedding. The same applies if you're at a some kind of birthday party. The same applies, you know. People are there. There's probably music playing like you literally as a as a proposer, because it's obviously not all going to be men. But as the proposer,
0: you don't have to do jack shit because it's already been done. Literally, Just bend the knee and then you're you're golden in that situation.
1: What do you think about the notion that public proposals, regardless now of whether they are stemming from an achievement or, you know, whatever, do you think public proposals, like, and I mean, very public, like on a stage or at a concert or God. like any of those really, really, really public ones. How do you feel about putting someone on the spot in those instances? Like whoever is the proposer, your proposer, like how, like, how would you feel if you're put on the spot like that?
0: Absolutely, I'd die on the spot. I'd be dead. I'd be like, like, it, it's such an, it's such an important, special moment in your relationship. And to share that with like, people you don't know do you know what I mean like yeah. if if you're at a concert and it's like I seen Harry Styles a concert proposal um, and i like
1: that might be someone's idea of a great time
0: yeah for me no clear. no for me absolutely not no. oh I would die I would melt into the ground I'd try and get a lo- would try and crowd surf either away or get lost in the crowd you know? <laughs> and I'm gonna like no and just <laughs> Andrea really just,
1: just, just a stage
0: dive Honestly, and escape. But apart from the fact that,
1: like, even you know, a personal preference for you and I would dictate that neither of us want a particular yeah. public proposal. Now, when I say I want, I've already been proposed to, so cancel, cancel. That's fine. <laughs> cancel, but, cancel. Your current husband would not yeah, be impressed. My current husband would be like, "What are you talking?" But <laughs> the, the other side of that coin is, mm-hmm. what if the person wanted to say no?
0: This is it you're holding you're basically you're basically saying we're doing this now yeah, I think what yeah. would happen is actually instead of if, if I was stuck in if I was like a deer in headlights in that situation and somebody mm-hmm. was like will you marry me in front of the the masses and mm-hmm. you know there was no escape route so to speak I'd probably say yeah and then immediately when we were on our own be like absolutely not mm-hmm. this doesn't count no absolutely not I'm never going to marry you because this has happened but this is not the proposal Mm. this is not the day this is not what happens this is not what I want so yeah how about you what would you do
1: if I was proposed to in public
0: yeah Jesus
1: thankfully I'm probably never going to have to deal with deal with that fair point Uh, but God I think if it was at a concert or something like that Andrea like I'd probably just I'd run away
0: yeah you would uh. I just would run away
1: I not that gas like, your instinct is just to like space. fail yeah I'd make space I'd just leg it because you or else I'd grab him by the hand and pull him away to somewhere private because at least yeah. that way there's two of you in it because look people make people are misguided sometimes people do th- do stupid things that they th- that in their head seems wonderful and then in reality you look around yourself and there's people in Stetsons and you're at Garth Brooks and you've just been proposed to and you want to die
0: Jesus Christ
1: you know <laughs> oh my lord um, yeah will we, will we move on to our listener query let's do it because it's a it's a it's a it's heavy and I want to make sure that we get through it and we don't have loads of time left so okay I'm gonna read it so it's from a woman um I'm not going to obviously give any identifying details, but here mm-hmm. it is. And just for listeners, Andrea hasn't heard that yet. this yet either. This is her first time.
0: There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wegovy and ZepBound for those who qualify.
1: I'm engaged getting married next year. We're really happy together, except in the bedroom. I seem to have a really low libido. It's always been like this. I have an underactive thyroid, but it's medicated. I get blood checks regularly. So it's in the normal range now. I presume she means her thyroid. Mm -hmm. I just feel like like I never need sex. I never want it. I'm never horny. I will have sex and I climax every time but I can just take or leave it. I'm very influenced by what has happened prior to it. I mean, if we argue, I instantly don't want sex. If I'm really tired, I don't want sex. And he knows when I don't want it because I clam up and can't bear being touched at all. It's always been an issue for us. We do it once, twice a week, Max, but he thinks it should be every other night. I'm not putting blame on, sorry, I'm not putting blame on but we both work long days. He's not home till about nine. We have dinner and watch something on TV. And then he will say, are you going to shower? And to him, this is code for, are you going to give me sex? Sometimes I don't shower purposely. So he knows I don't want to have sex. He gets angry then. And we have the awkward conversation in bed. Do you not find me attractive? Are you seeing someone else? Etc. Obviously, I do find him attractive and I would never cheat, but I just don't really want sex. Obviously, he thinks there is something wrong with me. He made me pay to get my blood checks done, £100 to tell me my hormones were completely normal. He encouraged me to go to therapy, so I paid for sessions and I didn't really think it did much other than to tell me that I feel like I'm never good enough and that I'm an overachiever, very good, but not relevant to my sex life. He encouraged me to get antidepressants as sometimes I feel a bit down and anxious. So now I take some. Great improvement in my mood, but no change in my sex drive. I'm not a huggy person. I never have been. I don't crave physical touch or closeness. I love his company and we make a good team, but I just don't lust after him. I've never lusted over anyone, male, female, celebrity, nothing. I don't masturbate like I don't ever have any desire. He said he can't live like this. It's been 10 days since we've had sex and it leads to massive arguments, which puts me off even more. He said now that he can't go on like this with a wife that won't have regular sex. Bear in mind, they're engaged. Mm -hmm. Sometimes earlier in the day, I find it easier. But I work eight to six daily and his shifts are usually as far as eight or nine p.m. So that option is only there every few weeks. I know you will probably say you're normal, but that doesn't help me at all. Our marriage is on the line here,
0: Jesus Christ. Mm.
1: And that's what she finishes with. Our marriage is on the line here.
0: I mean, my first impression is, how is this new information?
1: Mm, yeah. Do you know
0: what I mean? Like, how is this something that he didn't already know? And I'm, I'm not putting the, the, the weight of the responsibility on him here, but if he, if they're engaged to mm-hmm. be married, if they're, yeah. if they're fiancés surely they both understood each other's wants and needs and when it comes to sex it's obviously so important and we actually just spoke about match uh, one of the last episodes we had yeah, we yeah, did we we, did. we, did. Yeah. we, we yeah. spoke about that but yeah. like this is a complete this sounds like a com- it sounds like a complete mismatch yeah of wants and desires here and i feel like it's gone very far
1: i agree like i'm wondering how they got to be engaged, if if because she said she's always like this. This mm. is this isn't a change. Um Maybe this, it she, might have been a case. She I'm just I'm just reading back over here. She does. She said it, I seem to really low libido. It's always been like this.
0: Yeah. So, it just seems maybe they thought, and it could be both of them. Maybe they both thought that. Well, given the way she's just wrote that email, I don't think she was under any impression that things had changed for her because it sounds like both a medical and like um psychological you know connection that she has there that it's just she's just not interested in sex whereas he maybe he went into this I'm not I'm not blaming this isn't what this is but I'm saying maybe he went into this thinking if we were engaged maybe things would be different if we're married maybe things would be different but it it feels like
1: that's an absolutely mental thing to like that's that's crazy to think it is because engagement changes nothing marriage changes nothing a relationship is the relationship it's going to be whether you're engaged married or otherwise I think yeah
0: and the thing is I know she said she's gone to therapy and found it useful for her life but not necessarily like other aspects but not necessarily this but why didn't they both go to a sex therapist Mm. why didn't they both go to somebody that could help them understand each other's wants and needs
1: yeah Yeah. and then go from there they might not there are psychosexual therapists out there they're not easy to find yeah but if you are looking if someone is listening and indeed if this um, if this listener is is listening to this episode and you recognize your message there's a DCU center I was speaking to um, Dr. Maria McAvoy in the last episode about vaginismus and she was mm-hmm. telling me that there's a um, a health and wellness center in DCU that provides a specific psychosexual therapy for couples so that might be something to look into because going to a regular therapist isn't quite going to cut it when it comes to these issues they kind of need to have that further level of expertise that might be yes. a place to start and I agree with you Andrea I think going with your partner could be key to this if, you, if it yeah. is if this relationship is something that you value and is something that you want to continue with then that's that could be the answer here yeah what I want to say though is reading through this message I didn't feel great about the influence that her partner has on her in terms of like he made her go and get blood tests Mm -hmm. he met he suggested going to therapy he encouraged her to get antidepressants look I don't know him and I don't know her but it does sound like, like she says here, you made me pay to get my blood checks done. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no one in the world that could make me go and get a blood test apart from myself. Yeah. And likewise with antidepressants and likewise with therapy. Now, granted, an encouraging partner might say, well, maybe, you know, maybe it might be a good idea for you to get your blood checked. Or maybe it'd be a good idea if you go to therapy. But they would never
0: make me. No.
1: And I don't think that's a great sign
0: no that's very worrying and it's very worrying that it, it, it it's like some somebody's broken that needs to be fixed here it's mm-hmm. kind of like go get this done go get that done take this tablet talk to this person yeah. this is this is how it's going to be better wherein nobody like nobody seems to be having a conversation with the the two of them it seems to be very you've got a problem
1: mm-hmm.
0: you need to fix this yeah. for us
1: and frankly, I don't think she has got a problem at all. And I know, like, I know she said, don't tell me it's normal. But being completely honest, what you're going through, not normal. The yeah. the the relationship that you're in, in terms of your sexual, your sex life, and the fact that, you know, he says, are you going to shower tonight? And you say, you know, the shower is the indicator of whether you will or you won't. Like, that's not normal. That is not normal. You know, and no, the, the shower thing
0: is, it is a, uh, it got a caught fair. up in in the other details. You know what I mean? In the, in the kind of the bigger picture, the, but the, the shower thing yeah. as well is like, is that because you want to, or is that because he makes you? Yeah. Because it sounds like that's a, a him preference. Because when you don't, he kicks off. Mm. Whereas that 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 shouldn't be an indicator of whether or not you're willing mm. to have sex.
1: And like you know, so what what I wanted to say there was, it's not like that. That kind of crack isn't normal uh, to my mind. Anyway, now look, what's normal? Look, we you know, I'm always I'm always saying it normal is how long is a piece of string what's normal Mm -hmm. but the not being horny not ever getting turned on not looking at someone and, and thinking that they're sexy not ever have feeling lust that's actually it's you're probably in the minority but it's not abnormal as in there are plenty of people out there who consider themselves to be asexual there are also people out there who consider themselves to just be very okay with only having sex maybe once every six months and that that's their, that's what they consider a healthy sex life for them so I want you to know listener that it's not you are not the problem here and you are not something to be fixed which is what kind of seems to be going on in the background
0: that's it that it's her not being the problem I think is something that she needs to take on board because it sounds like from reading that or from you reading that to me that she seems to be the problem person in the relationship mm-hmm. and the, all of the all of those things the sharing the the tests the it's like a level of control that I'm not that that doesn't sit well with me you mm-hmm. know what I mean that's kind of like you should be able to feel what you feel and act how you need to act and take the measures you need to take for you for the obviously okay for the greater greater good being the relationship but you know what I'm trying to say? It just yeah. seems very much like you're doing everything that he wants you to do.
1: Yeah, to try and fix yourself. But yeah, you are not something to be fixed. If that is no. what you are happy with, if if a, a less active sex life is something that you're okay with, mm-hmm. that should be fine. And realistically, your partner, granted, you're in a relationship, it's a two-way street, there has to be some level of compromise. But for someone who... Could probably have sex twice a year and be happy enough with it. Going from that to twice a week, that's very much not a compromise. That's very much doing what he wants to do mm-hmm. in this situation, mm-hmm. I feel. I also think the, you know, getting angry when he doesn't, when when he doesn't, when he wants to have sex and you don't, him getting angry and then having the conversation about it, you know, do you not find me attractive? Are you seeing someone else? Like, Look, put it this way, any relationship I've ever been in, none of them have been perfect. But if ever there was an occasion where I didn't want to have sex, the first line of questioning wouldn't be, are you seeing someone else? Mm. The first line of questioning would be, well, well, actually, most times there probably wouldn't be questions. If there ever were questions, it would be, are you OK? How are you feeling? Do you feel, you know, are you in form? I feel like it would be concern rather than you're obviously sleeping with someone else. Like yeah. that question strikes me as a little defensive, maybe, and a little bit I don't know, a little bit presumptuous on the part of the partner, like the reason she doesn't want to have sex is because this is who she is as a person, and I'm wondering, do they have this conversation with each other? you know yeah, that's has she said these things to him.
0: That's what I was wondering. that's why the kind of when when we started, and we were talking about how it's very far in with yeah. an engagement and a wedding to be having this realization. It feels like it should have been something that it sh- it, this should have been an issue earlier. And if it's an issue that happened earlier in the relationship and they haven't actually done anything about it until now, there's blame on both parts or there's response, not blame, but responsibility on both parts. Two people are responsible here and not to be, to play devil's advocate. If the conversation hasn't been had and if the partner isn't very, um, emotionally intelligent without se- seeming like I'm throwing it in, that's not an insult but if they're not very emotionally intelligent and they're not very um, capable at communicating mm-hmm. they're it sounds like they're being defensive probably because they feel completely out of control themselves so the way that he's reaction could be an, a reaction to not having sex and not you know wanting to have yeah. sex and he just hasn't got the capacity to stop for a second potentially and say what's going on here for you he's taking it as a slight in himself because he he hasn't got he they just maybe that channel hasn't been open yet for them to have the conversation Hmm. so
1: like that I think that kind of brings us to what our key pieces of advice would be I think the first thing would be if you haven't if you guys haven't had these conversations with each other like if you if the listener if you're listening if you haven't sat down with your fiance and said, this is what my sex drive is. This is how it's always been. This is probably how it's always going to be. I'm healthy. I'm happy. That's just who I am. If you haven't articulated exactly that in those words, honestly, to your fiance, that is step one, because Mm. you cannot possibly, I mean, you can and plenty of people do, but I think if you want to have a very healthy marriage and if you want to have a healthy ongoing relationship with this person whether it's marriage or otherwise that that conversation is l- that, like that needs to happen yesterday like yeah. it needs to happen so soon because they need to know as much as you need to know what you're getting into like you you are engaged to each other there needs to be no questions left unasked and no conversa- conversations left unhad you know i remember um when i just before i got engaged I remember thinking if I ever get engaged, I'm going to need to have, you know, the children conversation and we're going to have to have the where do you want to live conversation and you have to have the, you know, do you want your fe- potential future children to have a religious background conversation? You know, those kind of really big life altering fundamental conversations and being completely honest with you, sex life and preferences in that department are, you know, that that is one Fair. of the questions like it is. So those conversations need to be had. I think the second piece of advice is probably therapy.
0: Yeah. And I think that place that you mentioned in DCU is mm. the way to go because you're completely right. You can't rock up to a um, just a, a regular cancer or a regular therapist that hasn't got expertise in this field because they won't be able to guide you as well. You could, but they won't be able to guide you as well as this center. So I think that would be excellent. And potentially we could share some. Yeah yeah, some details uh, in the show notes. There you go. Thank you. We love the show notes. Um, We really? love the show notes. Catch us in the show notes How about that. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and no, but do. like we will we definitely will put some psychosexual therapist contact details in the show notes because there's no getting around this. this is this is not going to change. Mm-mm. like even if it changed temporarily until you got married or something. I mean, long term, that is fundamentally who you are as a as a person. Like yeah. those those sorts of things don't just all of a sudden fall away in in, in my experience. No. Um,
0: and I think the change needs to be, you're like saying it's not going to change and, you know, like trying to change it, it won't happen over and over, whatever. I don't think the change should be related to her. Yes. I think the change should be the approach they take and the, the, the way that they tackle this. I think that's where the change needs to happen because the arguments can't continue and it's not healthy for her to be blood tested up to the nines just because... Yeah. They think that's going to help you know no
1: and I I do think that those kind of get blood tests get antidepressants try this try that that is very like I'm going to fix you and I'm going to mold yeah. you into the woman that I would like to be married to but that's yeah. actually that's quite unhealthy like you have to love the person for exactly who they are before mm-hmm. you marry them or else I mean you can't you, you can't change a man no more than you can change a woman so I just think mm-hmm. that's something that you know will need to be discussed um like andrea said we're going to put notes in, in the notes in the show notes there you go that's a good one actually like well yeah. done. You. you're a <laughs> podcast presenter and you're saying shit like that <laughs> why anyone listens i don't know
0: no 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 <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> um Barely. from los angeles and from county cork much less glamorous county cork although county cork the you know the real country. i'm telling you where you are
0: looks gorgeous.
1: no it is in fairness it's beautiful uh we're in photo and um, so it's oh, real fab. real hot hmm. um and i'm gonna go and jump into the swimming pool now and um, so until next week thank you so much for listening to this slightly shorter than normal episode um, and until next week stay safe have fun goodbye bye guys